time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K Bay Chris. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are back number two this week. That's right. This is the recap show Friday night, and we're ready to recap some professional wrestling. But before we begin, let me introduce myself. In case you don't know, I am Rob T. And, of course, my co-host, give it up for me. Apparently, I'm just Chris now because Kenny Cross called me just Chris. I didn't call me no kayfabe, Chris, so I apparently lost that moniker. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed, man. I was just like, damn it. <laughs> You are kayfabe Chris and will always be kayfabe Chris, sir. <laughs> you, hear, you hear that, Mr. Kingpin? <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of that, uh, if you haven't heard that episode, you need to go back and listen to it. It was it was a really, really good podcast. That was a good episode. Great interview. I learned a lot. Learned a lot about the Venice Beast himself. Yeah. All um, jokes aside, I mean, I love those guys. Yeah, man. Really, really good. Uh, I am a fan. Definitely a fan. Uh, I can tell. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. I was I was inspired. For those that can't see, I'm wearing a kind of a Hawaiian shirt thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was inspired. Thought I'd show up with it today. So, you know. Popped up on my screen like Jimmy Buffett. I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yes, great interview. Um, learned a lot about those guys. Uh, I got to tell you too, Chris, and I know you feel the same way because we talked about it a little bit. Uh, also very humbled at... Uh, the words that uh, Zeke said and how he was a fan of the show. And I got to tell you, man, that's and I know you agree this. That's why we do this. Yeah. You know, that's the reason why yeah, there's a lot of people asking for good podcasts and we're getting some good shout outs on Facebook, too. I love it. I love yeah. it. And please keep sharing. Share away. Uh, we're going to keep doing the best we can to bring you great content. Uh, always keeping it real and always promoting the sport that we love, which is professional wrestling. Um, and we're just going to keep doing that. So we're going to dive right into it. It's recap time. And my man, Kayfabe Chris, has done the legwork. Uh, we talked about it right before we went on the air. And we decided we're going to talk AEW first. And I think the main reason why is because Kayfabe Chris be very, very pissed. <laughs> yes, I'm going to preface this recap with uh, my apologies to our fans out there. Viewer discretion is advised because... <laughs> I may be a little bit vulgar in my recap this week. <laughs> You're right ahead, brother. You know, you, you know the platform is all yours. You say whatever the hell you want to say. So, well, we'll start with AEW Dynamite. All right. So, uh, opening segment, we have Chris Jericho makes his way to the ring wearing some ridiculous ankle-high sparkly boots. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? Like something out of – he should be laying under a house. <laughs> tornado drops on his ass or something, you know? Oh, that's Jeez. awesome. That's so, awesome. He calls uh, out his favorite person in the world, Mr. Danny Garcia, to join him. So, of course. <laughs> I can't say anything to you because my Packers are stuck this preseason to you right now. It's just preseason, bro. I it is even, preseason. You know, I wouldn't it even is preseason. It. 
it's not about what comes out pre it's what you get in the good stuff afterwards. yes that's right that's <laughs> right that's what i'm gonna start watching but anyway yeah. go ahead so daniel garcia comes out uh to allow you're a wrestler chant from the yes. crowd jericho says uh he knows emotions were high last week and after the match he just wants an apology from garcia garcia says that danielson was his hero and jericho knew how much that match meant to him and he comes out and ruins it he hung with the best wrestler in the world for 30 minutes, and that was the kind of match that he dreamt of having when he was a kid. And when Danielson offered a handshake and respect to him, that's all he cared about, but Chris Jericho had. So <clears throat> Jericho says, look, he's sorry Garcia feels like that, but there'll be plenty more of those moments in the future for him, and it calls him the best sports entertainer in the world. And deep down, he knows it. And then, of course, another Euro wrestler champ from the crowd. Right. Then we hear Flight of the Valkyrie, and Mr. Brian Danielson comes out to the ring. He says Garcia can be whatever he wants, and he agrees with all the people here that Garcia is a wrestler. Yes. And I would agree with that as well. Same here. Jericho demands Garcia say he's a sports entertainer, but Garcia cuts him off and says that he's not going to make a decision between his mentor and his hero in front of all these people. Right. And he turns to leave, and Jericho kind of grabs him by his shoulder, and then he turns around and knocks pushes Jericho on his ass. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> Daniel Simmons cracking up, laughing about it. Yeah, which was hilarious. Yeah, Garcia ends up leaving, and uh, Daniel Simmons cracking up, saying he's not a fan of sports entertainment, but that was pretty damn entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho says he's been around Daniel for 15 years and doesn't see him as the best wrestler in the world, and then he goes to blow smoke up his own ass and toots his own horn by calling himself the true goat, mm-hmm. which we discussed you know, earlier this year in one of our podcasts. We did. We did. He says he is Lionheart Chris Jericho and knows more about wrestling than Danielson ever will. Yeah. And Danielson asks what he thinks Stu Hart or Owen Hart would say if they asked who is the best wrestler. Chris Jericho or Dan Br- Brian Danielson. He, I don't know if you caught that. He almost yeah, called himself Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I did. Um, he challenges Jericho to a match tonight. Jericho accepts, but not until all out. And then Jake Hayer comes in from behind and attacks Brian Danielson. Yeah. So decent opening segment. Yeah, you know, I, agree. I, I agree. I like the, I like what they're going with that. It's interesting to see everybody come out of the, the heel tunnel. Yeah. Including Danielson. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mixing it up, trying to get, keep us guessing, I think. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, uh, I, I'm kind of like you. It, it was decent, but let's be honest. It's storytelling. It's it's storytelling. Yeah, um, that's all it is. So you got to love that. It, it, at least may not be the best, but it's definitely storytelling. So uh, there was emotion there. Um, props to to Daniel Garcia, uh, knowing that he's still pretty green. He still did a pretty good job, you know, with with the promo, with what he said, with the interaction and everything else. So um, I liked it. I liked it. It wasn't. It ain't gonna get an Oscar, but you know, yeah, it was still it was still decent. It was good. And complain all you want about having Jericho in these storylines, but he helps get people over. Oh, for sure. You know, sure. plain and simple. Now the next match, uh, or the first match actually of the night was Dax Harwood of uh, FTR versus Jay Lethal with Sanjay Dutt. And I think uh Mr. Rob T will be a little excited about what happens at the end of the match. But this is a straight clinic as far as wrestling wise. Dax Harwood just shows why he's one, you know, one half of the greatest tag team in the world with FTR. Right. 
the dude can work anybody. You know, his counters and his suplexes are just sick to watch. And I mean that in a positive way. Uh, but Lethal, of course, held his own, as expected. Um, he he didn't look like he was tired from his five-star match he had with Ric Flair a couple weeks ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, towards the end of the match, Sanjay Dutt gets on the ring apron, and Lethal almost knocks him off the ring, but stops himself until Dax headbutts Sanjay off. Pretty mm-hmm. hard, too, by the way. Uh, a few more near falls before Dax counters into a roll-up, but Lethal reverses it and pulls Dax's tights for the pin. So I was a little surprised that Lethal got the win on that. Same. Really surprised considering. But that's okay, because after the match, uh, Sonny Death says that Lethal's going to face FTR and Wardlow in a trios match at All Out, but they never said that it would be against Singh and Sanjay. But he said that instead he's going to bring two very good friends with him, and all of a sudden they show on the screen the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah. I about jumped out my seat when I saw that. I figured oh, you would. That dude, I love the Motor City Machine Guns. They are amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, I I don't know. I I'm I'm so looking. I was already looking forward to All Out. I was like, there's no doubt about it. I'm I'm getting this pay per view. Right. Um, you know, but uh, that just made me kind of be like, oh hell yes, even more. You know what I mean? So uh, I haven't seen the Motor City Machine Guns in years. And I just, I can't wait. I, I think it's going to be one hell of a match. So it looks sure. like they're becoming all elite as well. Unless it's just a one. Uh, unless, I doubt. yeah, because aren't they Ring of Honor? Uh, I thought they were still Impact. Or are they Impact? Well, yeah. I, but there's I that whole we'll forbidding door thing, which, yeah. is now, which is now pretty much open for, like, you know, the late night booty call at this point. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> I would I would love to see them in AEW because, I mean, Impact's great and all that, but impact is not getting the tv time that AEW gives you know what i mean yeah and and in my opinion motor city machine guns are one of the best tag teams in the world now keep in mind this is me judging them from years ago i haven't seen them recently you know uh i don't know if they're better or i don't know if they're worse honestly um i would assume they're probably better you know i think they pretty much stayed on their game either way i am excited as hell to see their motor shitty uh pistols now (laughs) <laughs> did you say motor shitty motor shitty <laughs> that's what it sounded like you said sorry detroit <laughs> dude it reminded me of that south park episode <laughs> you know get off of my shitty wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i remember that one. Oh. anyway go ahead anyway okay next we have our girl thunder rosa in the back with tony shivani heartbreaking Heartbreaking, Russell's crying and says that unfortunately she has to step down as the AEW women's champion due to an injury. And she says that there's going to be a fatal four way match at All Out to crown an interim AEW women's champion between Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and my girl, Hikaru Rashida. Uh, she wishes uh, Tony Storm good luck and says that she's going to be back. It's going to be back better and with a bigger chip on her shoulder. Now, I don't know if you saw, Thunder Rosa's injury is apparently a disc issue in her back. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she had uh, sent out something earlier. I meant to save it, but basically she can't feel her legs right now. I did see that. I already heard that on Busted Open. Yeah. So, and I mentioned to you that I was under, under, under the understanding that she was injured going into her match at St. Patrick's Day Dynamite. Right. That we went to. 
when she won the title. So she's right. been working through this. And granted, we haven't seen her defend or been, you know, in matches that often. And that may be why. So Maybe. now my thing is, is I'm sick of the AEW format or the formula they're going with where they constantly have an interim champion. We've Same. had the TNT interim champion. We've had the AEW world interim champion. Now we're going to get a women's interim champion. I get it. Injuries happen, but right. you're putting a placeholder into a professional sport where they're your champions are already pre-chosen. Yeah, exactly. So I don't get it. I, I think they just need to, you know, do the whole vacate the title thing and move on. You know, I, I kind of get the reasoning for business purposes to keep storylines kind of going. Right. But it's it's being played out, in my opinion. You it know? is. I mean, I, I this is just my opinion because I don't know this for sure. It could be just good selling. But I legit thought that the whole interim, like I really did think John Moxie was getting fed up with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was tired of hearing it. It's like the champion's not here. I'm the champion right now. Right. You know, I would, I want it. I earn. And that's the thing. Uh, if we're going, okay, straight storyline, right? Cause like you said, yeah, it's predetermined and all that, right? Uh, straight storyline. He earned it. Yeah. And being that he earned it, he should be the champion. You know, I mean, and not to compare cause it's a different company or anything, but all these years we've been watching, you know, wrestling with WWE, especially, you know, Shawn Michaels couldn't carry the belt anymore. He relinquished the title. You know, how many times have we seen that happen? They just relinquish the title. And then when yeah. they come back, they can go for it again. And they do the whole storyline. Why well, never lost it? You, ne you know, you never took beat right. me for it. So all of a sudden they go and they have a match. It works. Why not go that route? Yeah, I, I don't like this interim thing either. I think it sucks. Yeah. Now, there's also a rumor, which Thunder Rose said, don't listen to the dirt sheets. But in reality, I mean, there probably is some truth to it. But the plan, there's a lot of... Uh, concern regarding number one backstage heat between super or i want to call them superstars between lady wrestlers in aew as well as the concern from the company that there's not a lot of a uh, focus or attention being given to the women's division in aew uh we've already know that there's been issues with thunder rosa and uh brit baker that's not that's you know that's no news right apparently there's there's fuse between her and jamie hater which stems back to Battle of the Belts 3, where she inadvertently broke her nose. Ah, I see. And and supposedly, after that match, Thunder Rosa hid in the bathroom because she was afraid of repercussions coming out of that match. Gotcha. So whether that's true, take it with a grain of salt, but I just I just think, uh, if in my opinion, if anybody should take this title win, it should be Hikaru Shida because she never had the opportunity to defend or have a title reign in front of fans. That's true. That's true because she was champion during COVID time. Exactly, and I think she she deserves it. I yeah, think so. for sure. I agree with that. So, um, but moving on, we have a couple of ass boy fighting between Colton Gunn versus his daddy Billy Gunn. Yeah. Um. So you know, Colton Gunn and Austin Gunn are out at at the ring. We have Stokely Hathaway at ringside. Billy Gunn comes out with the acclaim. Uh, Billy showed why he is the more experienced grandpa ass, you know, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely took took him, you know, for lack of a better term to the woodshed. Yeah. For his son uh, worked him through the match. At one point, Billy beats down Colton in the corner, but he tends to back up a little bit because he's a little hesitant about, you know, taking out his son. 
So he hesitantly helps him up. Right. On the outside, Soakley hits Caster with the boombox, and Austin attacks Bowen so that Colton hits a low blow on his daddy to get the win. So yeah. after the match, um, and by the way, real note, kudos to Aubrey Edwards because when they did the, the pin, when Colton got the pin on Billy, he kind of slid a little, turning, and yeah. Aubrey slid with it to get the count to make sure the soldiers were down. Right. Yeah. So, kudos to Aubrey for that one. Yeah. Uh, but after the match, um, the Stokely gets in, gives him the card, they accept it, and then they go to beat down the Acclaim and Billy. But who comes out to make the save? That's your key. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and the answer to that is, I don't know, I fell asleep. <laughs> it was swerving our glory. Keith oh, Lee yeah, and yeah, Swerve okay. Strickland come out to help him. Sorry. They help up um, Billy Gunn in the corner. Um, and they kind of stare each other down between the acclaim and the Swerving Our Glory. Backstage, we have an interview with the United Empire. Real quick, be- trying- before you go, go to that, I have to talk about that match and say that the reason I fell asleep is just because I did not have interest in it at all. At all. Uh, actually, when I finally did kind of wake up, was at the end when I saw, because when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, they were in the ring. Yeah. I didn't even see them come in. It just, that storyline from the get-go has come off as just comedy to me and not good comedy. Yeah. Like, I I, I think, personally, I think the Acclaim needs to have a better uh, feud with, with, with another team. Yeah. Because uh, the Acclaim is entertaining. I like yeah. the Acclaim. Yeah, they but, but the Ass Boys, I'm just, nah. I'm I'm sorry. I just don't I don't buy it. So yeah. just want to say that. But anyway, go ahead. No, I agree completely with that. Uh, backstage, we have an interview with the United Empire and Death Triangle. Uh, Will Osprey taunts Pac and says they only have one mission, and that's more gold. And Pac says they aren't just going to kill the United Empire; they're going to murder them. Yeah. So that's exciting to see. Yes, yes. Which we'll get to here in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next match we have is Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Rebel and Jamie Hayter versus uh, Lylan King. Um, decent match. Real quick match. Baker with a lockjaw submission as King taps. After the match, Baker mocks Rosa and says that she wrestled her entire reign as a champion with a broken wrist. And Baker says Storm will finally get a chance to get on a pay-per-view that someone gives a damn about because she'll finally be in the ring with her. Oh, damn. So, yeah. <laughs> Tony Storm comes out but gets attacked by Hayter from behind. And of course, my girl Hikaru Shida runs out for the save, looking sexy. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's why she's on my wall. <laughs> why her figures on my wall? So, um, then uh, backstage we have Swerve in Our Glory offering the Acclaim a match at All Out, and they accept. Right. So, uh, let me clear my throat here. Yay! Before I go into this <clears throat> next match. Right. We have the undisputed AEW World Championship match between CM Punk and John Moxley. Here we go. Here we go. So the match started off, and immediately, first off, I was just surprised that they actually started a match. Yeah. Okay? It was me. Um, so I was a little excited about that, but that excitement just quickly deflated. Okay. The referee separated the two, and Moxley goes for the attack, but he eats a roundhouse kick from Punk's right foot okay punk immediately falls down starts screaming grabbing his left foot 
okay? And I get, because I even started from Busted Open, but I get that, you know, when you put a, do a kick, I mean, granted, I've never done a roundhouse kick, but presumably you put a lot of weight on the foot that's down to give you stability. Right. So I kind of get that, where that was coming from. But it still seemed odd to me, okay? <clears throat> now, the ref calls for medical, but Moxley ends up hitting a King Kong lariat on mock, on a punk. Mox hits two Death Riders and gets the pin while flipping off the crowd to become the undisputed AW World Champion. And the match was three minutes and one second. Three minutes and ten seconds. Oh, I rewatched it and timed it. It was three minutes and ten seconds. Uh, okay. Ray. Yeah, so they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. Um, this match, pardon my French, was straight bullshit. Okay, it was a crap of a match. All right, so maybe Punk. But was but tell but tell us how you really feel. Uh, that was a piece of shit. Okay, <laughs> okay. I don't think I, I get if Punk was not ready to come back, and this was a way to get the butt off him. Okay, and maybe the rumors of him being an asshole in the back are true. I'm pretty sure they are true. Okay, we've seen it in WWE. Who fucking knows? Okay. Yeah. All I can say is that this match, with all the hype and the build from the hot promo last week that they had, the anticipation of pushing it to a free TV. Okay, it was a slap in the face of every AEW fan out there. Okay, like wow. we said, it was a three minutes and ten seconds of pure Vince Russo produced WCW crap. Okay. All right. You said Vince Russo. I did. Oh, I did. Now supposedly oh. Punk's supposedly Punk's gonna face Mox at all out regardless. It's gonna happen. Okay, and he's supposed to win it back because obviously they're in Chicago that night. Um, but to be completely honest with you, I don't want to see him or Moxley as champion. Because to me, all they're doing is playing hot potato with this championship. Okay? Yeah. And it, it's making the company look like shit. Okay? This match reminded me of that stupid match they had with Jeff Jarrett and Hulk Hogan, where Jeff Jarrett just laid on the fucking mat. And Hulk Hogan was like, this is what's wrong with the bullshit of the company. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow, my man, Kayfabe Chris going off. The only thing that I enjoyed about this match was after the match when Taz was asking JR what the hell just happened, and JR says he got his ass whooped is what happened. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. Kudos to JR for that one for sure. Yeah, this, I'm sorry, people. You know me and Rob T, we passionate about this business. We're not performers. We are viewers, we are fans, and we've been fans since we were kids. Yeah. And we've seen all the stupid shit that has been gone through in this profession. But this right here was just pathetic. It was. I I agree one hundred percent with what you're saying. Um and here's the and here's another angle, a, a different way that I look at this. If they were doing this to make a uh, and I think Bully Ray even said it you know, afterwards, if they were doing this to get a shocking moment, okay, fine. Um, Bully Ray said, you know, good for them. I don't agree, you know, because if you were just doing this to get a cheap shock value moment, it's bullshit because like you said, they hyped it up. They got you all excited, right? Uh, I mean, it's the equivalent of taking the real hot girl home after she's been teasing you all night, and then when you're ready to get down, she falls asleep. You know what I mean? It's 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 like that, and it, it, it just it sucked. I mean, as soon as the match was over, I was just like, 
are you kidding me? That's it? Seriously, yeah. that's it. And 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 to and to uh to the point what you said, yeah, I heard the same thing too that it's supposed to be Mox and uh Punk again at all out. I don't even want to see the damn thing. I would rather watch a Goldberg squash match. Yeah, it, at this point I'm just like even if they're trying to use this as a as a Punk uh heel turn. There was so many different ways you could have done that. Yeah. So many I mean this was just I don't know what Tony Khan was thinking. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if he gets the credit for this or not. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was I, I was ridiculous. I agree with you on this 100% for sure. Yeah, we'll never talk about it again. Okay. We're going to stick it in that drawer with fucking Chris Benoit, okay? Yeah. I'm not going to fucking talk about it ever again. <laughs> you got it. Okay. You got it. Um, next, we get Christian Cage promo in the back, and he accepts Jungle Boy's challenge for All Out. So... Now, the next thing we have is Ricky Starks comes to the ring, looking like a late 90s rock with the loafers with no socks. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the leather pants and the silk, bright silk shirt. Okay. Stark gives one hell of an emotional promo. Yeah, he does. About this being show business and not friends business. And he said that he thought Hobbs was the exception to that rule because Hobbs was a friend that he thought he could trust. And he said that when he broke his neck, Hobbs checked on him every single day and was always there for him. You know, Stark says that when, you know, he knows that Hobbs is working his way up in the business, you know, and that he always had a seat at the table for Hobbs. And whenever the spotlight was on him, he made sure there was enough room for both of them. Right. Okay. But he said that when Hobbs went after his neck, after almost losing his career, and he was in tears. Right. This is how emotional and powerful this thing was. Yeah. That it became personal to him. And he says that he considered him a friend, but now he considers him a snake. I'm a snake. (laughs) (laughs) And where he comes from, they cut the heads off of snakes. And Starks tells Hobbs to bring his $5 ass to Chicago and face him at All Out. Quoting one of my favorite movies, New Jack City. New Jack City, yes. And he he, sits your $5 ass down before I make change. That was exactly, exactly. And you know what? Because of that, I picked up a Ricky Starks action figure today. Nice. Because nice. that was one hell of an emotional promo. Yeah. I mean, uh, I felt the emotion on that one. Um, I can't sit here and tell you I've been a fan of Ricky Starks. Not that I dislike him or anything. He's just, you know, his matches come on. I watch him and everything. It's just um, he he's, he's a mid-card guy, right? That's kind of right. how I see it. But after that promo, I'm invested. Yeah. I'm invested. I want to see this match. You know, I want to see Ricky Starks get his, you know, get his revenge, basically. So and and that's that's pro wrestling one on one right there. You know, won me over for sure. So this match I'm looking forward to also. Definitely. Uh, then we get a small segment of uh, John Moxley in the back. And he says, best in the world, my ass. To CM Punk asking, was that not supposed to go how you thought it was going to go? And basically talks about that people are asking are surprised or the people that are surprised are the same people that wrote him off the second CM Punk came into the company mm. and he says that his time is now so apparently he's gonna fucking face John Cena I don't know <laughs> so but but you know what Moxley looked legit pissed he did he did you know um which I, I really know, don't know what's going on I, I know we said we were gonna talk about it but just that comment you just made that's what makes me think that this wasn't supposed to go the way it went. But yeah, 
I don't know. Fucking Vince Russo. <laughs> they hired anyway. him without us knowing. Saving grace of the night was the main event. Oh, dear God. The main event being oh the World Trios title tournament quarterfinals. Death Triangle featuring Pac, Ray Phoenix, and your boy Penta versus the United Empire of Will Osprey, uh, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. Yeah. A-Town down, motherfucker. No, no, no. <laughs> I know no. what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing cero miedo. Cero miedo. That's right. Um, now, at first I was curious why they weren't going to put this the the Moxley Punk match on, but now it fucking makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, I can't give this match justice. All I can say is that, without a doubt, the best Shields match, quite possibly the best tag match, or quite possibly match of the year. Yeah. From it was, these, it was amazing. These two teams, it was amazing. Will Osprey, whole other fucking level. Yes. Like his counters that that exchange he had with Ray Phoenix at the beginning. Where they were blocked. They were yeah. Where they yeah. were blocking everything. Yeah. Like when he blocked that cutter with his hands. Like it was yeah. just like, what the hell? Yeah. And the way he lands when like he took a hurricane towards the end of the match mm-hmm. and landed on his feet like yeah. nothing. Yeah, he's he's the, I I get it now because for the longest time, you know, years ago, here first hearing his name, you always heard best best in the business basically. Yeah, and I'm like, who is this guy? If he's really the best, how come we don't see him? But seeing him, this is I think the second time I've seen him wrestle. I I get it now. Holy crap, bro! And the fact I, that he's in there with the rest of United Empire and with these Lucha yeah. stars as well as Pac, yeah, the guys who who are similar in style, right? Man, it took me back to the cruiserweight days in WCW. Oh, for sure, for sure, bro. I, I well finish the match and then I'll say this next part. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so towards the end of the match, uh, Pac is on the outside and he notices what we think is Kip Saban at ringside wearing a box on his head. Something he's been doing obviously for the past few months, following him not only in AW but on the indie scenes as well. Uh, Pac pulls the box off, but it's a random guy with his mouth taped up, kind of like you would see like the Joker do in a Batman movie. Um, and then Chris Saban comes from behind, attacks Pac, and hits a brain buster on the floor to Pac. Um, in the ring, the ref is checking on uh, Ray Phoenix, who apparently K-Fape injured. Yeah. Uh, Davis levels Phoenix with strikes, and the United Empire hit triple strikes on him and give an assisted os cutter for the win. So the winners of this are the United Empire. After the match, the elite come out, consisting of Matt Nick Jackson and, of course, Kenny Omega. Uh, Don Callis is trying to hold Omega back. Omega, you can see, is taped up, you know, on his on his upper body, and they just stare down at the United Empire. So this match going in, I'm excited about. Yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say, but I wanted to wait for you to give the finish away. Um, the the fact that we're gonna get to see Will Osprey and Kenny Omega in the same ring together, dude, that's a dream match. Yeah, I can't wait to see them face off. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to be one of those Hulk versus uh, Rock moments. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be that epic. And, I, dude, I'm here for it. I can't wait. That That's that's, an, that's another match I am so looking forward to, to watching on this pay-per-view. I mean, oh, it, it's going to be insane. Um, if it's anything like the match we saw Wednesday, dear Lord. I mean, sheesh. It, yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And if uh, Matt... Nick, if you're listening, fucking sell. To that <laughs> match. 
Yeah, okay. no kidding. No kidding. Please. I know you can do it. All right. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that ends the show. Uh, yes. So between the interim AEW Women's Championship bullshit going on and that crap of a match between Mox and Punk, you're kind of starting to see a couple of gaps in this AEW machine. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, at this point, like I said, they're just tossing around the tile like a hot potato, and it's it's quite frankly, it's pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> a little emotional right now. I got you. I got you. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give the results to uh, uh, Rampage? Yeah, Rampage. Uh, we have the AEW Trios Championship Tournament, House of Black versus the Dark Order. The Dark Order defeats the House of Black to advance. Uh, Miro apparently came out and distracted the House of Black to cost them the match. Uh, and they attack Miro for costing them the match until Sting and Darby come out to make the save. Uh, then we have the TNT Championship, Wardlow uh, versus Ryan Nemeth. The winner is Wardlow. And, of course, Sanjay, Lethal, and Singh are watching from the ramp. Then we get uh, Ashton Day versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Winner, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, we get Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Winners are Guevara and Mello due to the attack on Soho by Anna J. And then we get the Ring of Honor World Championship uh, match, Claudio Casanali versus Dustin Rhodes. Winner of this being Claudio Casanali. Uh, Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson were at ringside in uh, Rhodes' corner during this match. Cool. Cool. So, pretty pretty cut and dry. Pretty, pretty, pretty cut and dry. I, I Apparently, got one... Rampage was better than fucking Dynamite. <laughs> I got one question, though. Why is... Ty Conti going by Ty Mello now. I don't know because your ass is like a marshmallow. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to look that up, man, because I, I was like, that's not Sammy Guevara's last name. His last name is Guevara. Why would she go by Mello? So yeah. I don't know. But anyway, cool, man. Well, all right, cool. That's the recap of AEW. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to break down Raw. And on the third segment, we'll break down SmackDown. So Sounds keep good. it right here. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more, because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas, Jawan, and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas, or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. down a little bit i'm not as upset as i was in the first segment um i kind of drew a picture of vince russo and pete on it <laughs> so i'm Bro, good now 
I'm telling you right now, in 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 the, in the how many however many months we've been doing this show, you have never expressed that much emotion. I, it's always been me. Yeah, always been me. So to hear that from you, I'm I'm turning that into a video clip. Oh. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm sorry. I have do to. it. <laughs> do it. So anyway, it's time to talk some WWE. So let's jump into it. Let's start with Raw. All right. Yeah, we're gonna jump into it raw. Um, <laughs> well, first off, Raw is live from Toronto, Canada. We had to point that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, show opens up with uh, Matt Riddle or Riddle and uh, Seth Rollins brawling in Gorilla as agents and refs are trying to separate them. They end up working their way into the crowd and the ringside area. Uh, Riddle takes out everyone with a splash off the barricade, and the officials are finally able to kind of separate them. So again, we have a little scuffle at the opening segment. Right. Then we have uh, that little giggle, the Trish Stratus music hits, and uh, the Hall of Famer makes her way to the ring looking beautiful as ever. Wow. Uh, I know, I know. Calm down. Bill, Bill was drooling. <laughs> wait, wait. Is that why you're not wearing pants? <laughs> <laughs> if you could see under this desk right now, <laughs> I, heard a, I heard a thump. I'm just saying because, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, there it was. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Spoing. <laughs> <laughs> now I never noticed this before, and maybe you noticed it too. But Trish had a very distinct Canadian accent when she was speaking on my. She night did. Night. She did. Well, and then yeah. think about it. She that's where she lives now. Yeah. You so it's kind of like going back to her. It's like right. It's all about the, it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um now Trish's cr- Don't <laughs> kick the baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Kane was in the ring for anybody kicking the baby. Dude, that was the second time we we brought up <laughs> South Park in this show. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. That's a show in the in the Late nineties people, early two yeah, thousands. In case you didn't know, I mean, it's still on technically, but I don't know how many people watch it now. Uh, but Trish is quickly interrupted by Bailey, Sky, and Kai, and we go to commercial real quick, which is weird because when they come back, it almost sounded like Bailey was in mid promo. Yeah, um, I did. I noticed that too. Weird. Uh, she puts over how big of fans they are, but asks what she's doing there. What's what's Trish doing there? Uh, she says she's there to support Edge's match later in the night, which is why mm-hmm. I preface with the fact that we're in Toronto, Canada. Dakota cuts her off, and Sky says she doesn't like her. Yeah, Bailey, that was hilarious. Don't I like don't, you. I don't like you. <laughs> uh, Bailey says Trish has followed her all weekend, which is interesting that they referenced the live shows and the events that they had going on through the weekend. So that was a little bit different. Yeah. But we get the Raw Women's Champion, uh, Bianca Belair, coming out and says Bailey isn't even in the same stratosphere <laughs> and says that Trish Woo! walked. Yeah. <laughs> and says that Trish walked so that they can run. And mm-hmm. you know what? She sure as hell did. Yeah. Uh, loud EST chant from the crowd. Trish says that she can go f- real quick from I am retired to I was retired as she takes off her. Jacket so so seductively, mm-hmm. and then following her was Bailey, <laughs> who kind of got stuck in her jacket, but she, she took it off also. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, mm. Mm. yeah, I it know. was like it was I like know. Trish and Bailey's ham, <laughs> like a slice of Canadian bacon, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> 
I want to be in the middle of that sandwich. That's for sure. <laughs> so Bailey's ready to fight as Asuka and Bliss come out. The faces end up embracing as we get our first match. Okay. So back for commercial, our first match being Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Io Sky and Dakota Kai to advance in the women's tag team tournament. Now, the Empress of Tomorrow and Kai started off, and we get a lot of commentating about the history of these two women and how influential they were in the women's division in uh, NXT. Right. So, again, Asuka, just, she's just so smooth with her offense. It's ridiculous. She is. She is. Um, we see Brooke and Tamina, who are eliminated last week, watching backstage as the match continues on. Uh, and then we see Aaliyah, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. watching the mantra as well. Now, these little snippets of the women who have been eliminated already are going to play into what happens on SmackDown because we're going to end up getting a last-minute or last-chance fatal four-way out of those, of those tournaments. And uh, why is it happening? Because Toxic Attraction, I think it's, uh, what's her name? Is it J.C. Jane? No, I thought it was Dolan. Wasn't it Gigi Dolan? One of the ladies in yeah. Toxic Attraction is injured. Henceforth, they're no longer able to compete in the tournament. Real quick, did they happen yeah. to say or did you happen to find out with your awesome research skills what the injury was? No, they did not say. I looked. I tried to see if I could find it, but I didn't see anything. Okay. So it, There's got to be a reason they're keeping it hush. Yeah. Uh, but all four women put on a great match, and they kept the crowd engaged. Uh, Sky Blind in as Oscar locks Dakota in the Oscar lock and Dakota taps out. So Oscar thinks the match is over and they won, but doesn't realize that Dakota is not a legal competitor. Sky gets a quick roll up and the win. And of course, Dakota Kai and Eosky are advancing to the finals, which will take place Monday on Raw. Right. I got to say this real quick before you move on. Uh, the one thing I loved about this match is that, of course, it showcased all the women, um, the awesomeness that they are in the ring, right? Um, but I want to mention Asuka. The fact that Asuka is in this and she's just doing what she does best, right? I think it's amazing. The one thing that's always bothered me about Asuka is they're trying when they try to get her to to talk and, and stuff, I don't like it, right? She it's obvious she doesn't know how to speak English, number one, which is fine, right? But the other thing I still to this day cannot stand is that mocking that she does. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and I really wish that she would stop. I don't remember who said this. I think it was on Busted Open. So if you remember, chime in. But somebody said, and I, I want to say it was Busted Open, but somebody said they wish that they would just give Asuka a mouthpiece, right? Somebody to speak for her and just let her be a killer. I think it was Busted Open. Was it? Right. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but they are on to something with that. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Um, I know Bully Ray said that what WWE has that they don't realize is they basically have a female Great Muda. Yeah. And they should allow her to be that. Dude, Muda never talked. Mm -mm. He had Sonny Ono like as his mouthpiece. He didn't need to talk. That dude, like, same with Great Kabuki. For those of y'all yeah. that don't know who Great Kabuki is, going back to the 80s, dude, I was scared of Great Kabuki as a kid. He didn't need to freaking talk. He came out and his presence in the ring made you fear him. And the dude was like five foot. But he was such a freaking presence when he came to the ring. To this day, even knowing what I know now about professional wrestling, right? Because back then I used to think it was real, uh, you know, and stuff like that. But knowing what I know now, 
there's still that part of me that when I see old uh, footage of Kabuki wrestling, I still feel that that fear. Yeah, because it's so intimidating. He didn't speak. Right. He had Gary Hart do all his talking. You know, that's what they should do with Oscar. I hope I hope I hope I hope I hope Triple H does something similar, because I think if they were to do that with Oscar, it would take her to a whole other level and make things even more interesting. Just my yeah. two cents. No, I agree. Or they can, I mean, they have the technology. So technically they can dub her like Rita Repulsa on the Power Rangers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now we're hearing her voice. I'm sure they still have that Oscar. delay anyway. So <laughs> And seeing Asuka do the t- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious. my two cents. <laughs> um. More like a buck fifty, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, in the back, we have Kevin Patrick and Gorilla interviewing Mr. Ziggles himself, Dolph Ziggler again. Yeah. He asked about how he plans to win after his loss against Theory last week. Uh, Baylor comes and interrupts him and says he's just like Edge and Ray. Balor. Right. Balor. Sorry. He's just like Edge and Ray by attaching himself to younger talents to keep themselves relevant. Which Diggler says, "Aren't we the same age?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ziggler ends up slapping Balor, knocking him down, and he goes to he goes to Kerm. Then he comes back and says, "Are you gonna sit there on your ass like a little bitch? Or are you gonna come out there?" <laughs> that was awesome. I loved it. I that loved was it. hilarious. Yeah. Um, so we get Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor with Rhea Ripley at ringside. I have to say, I love the graphics and the entrance of the Judgment Day. Oh hell and yeah! The, and the music. If you notice, it's still Finn Balor's music. It was with like a, a little more bass on it. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, it's as basically as though Balor has finally combined his regular persona with his demon persona, and that's what's coming to the ring now. Right. Right. You know. Right. Um, but going back to what Balor said about Ziggler and the other veterans using new and younger talent to keep themselves relevant, do you think that this is kind of Triple H's statement that the business is changing? You know, I didn't think about that, but now that you're saying it, it could be. You know? Yeah. So um, who knows? But Ziggler still continues to remind me of a late 90, mid-90s Shawn Michaels. Yeah, for sure. You know, from as far as his his ring style, the selling that he does in the ring, his taunting. I mean, even his his tights this, this week look like the HBK Heartbreak Kid tights. They Maybe did. They that. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, Rhea's at ringside, of course, with her shorts and her spikes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it when she wears the, the, the shorts, the trunks. I know. Uh, now, I knew that Balor wasn't going uh, to take the loss here, you know, because right. obviously they got to kind of keep their momentum going into the pay-per-view. Right. Um, but again, another match that could have gone either way. If you didn't know, if you came in as a blind spe- uh, spectator and you didn't know the story behind everything going on, you could have seen this match going either way. So... Um, Ziggler hits Balor with a headbutt and sets up for a super kick, but Ripley nails him, allowing the Prince to hit the 1916 and the coup de grace for the victory. I want um, Ripley to nail me. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, we saw Dolph was kind of looking with his peripheral vision to when Rio was going to hit him. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things, like, I was really surprised with that shot, that camera shot, because yeah. those cameramen should know better. Yeah, I, I know they've been in the WWE for years. That was like they should have cut away when that happened. They're usually pretty good about that. So I don't know if it was a new guy or what, but yeah, yeah, we should have been able to see that. Who knows? Anyway, uh, Sarah Shriver's in the back interviewing Aaliyah. 
And Aaliyah starts talking about her upcoming semifinal match alongside Raquel Rodriguez. Bailey and the squad interrupt and take over the interview. She asks where her partner is and says Aaliyah is either really brave or really stupid to show up alone. Uh, but Trish Stratus shows up and says she's not alone. And again, still not wearing her jacket anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Aaliyah challenges Bailey and she accepts the match. As the heels walk away, as we see Adam Pierce in security with a picture of Dexter Loomis. That's who it was. That was the picture that was on there. You had asked me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, real uh, quick before you continue, uh, I, I just wanted to say that the match with Balor and with uh, Ziggle, um, great match. Yeah. Great match. Uh, and, and I just have to say that since Triple H has taken over, the action in the ring has been 10 times better. Oh, Definitely. You know what I mean? Like it's Definitely. been it's been exciting to watch. Um, I think since Triple H has taken the reins, not once that I can think of right now, at least at the top of my head, have I been on my phone during the match? Like I've actually been watching the matches because they have been really good. And I think that because um, obviously there's different producers that produce each match, right? But like you're saying, I don't think Triple H is saying no, don't do that. Like he's right. laying, okay, go for it. You know, yeah. Like see how. He, he gives enough trust to these producers to put on a decent match. For sure. For sure. So um, we get an Alpha Academy open challenge, which uh, thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. Which I thought was going to be a tag team open challenge, but apparently ended up being a singles open challenge. Gable issues an open challenge to anyone in the back. And of course, you know, he does his typical heel stuff. He puts down a uh, Kanda like a true heel would just trying to get that cheap heat. Um, Gable again reminds me so much of Kurt Angle. I've said this in the past, but he reminds me of Kurt Angle. And um, we saw later on the night that's advertised Kurt Angle is going to be in Pittsburgh next week for Raw. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping there's something's going to go on there. You know? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so again, I thought this was going to be a, a tag match, but I wasn't disappointed because of who answered the challenge. Uh, it was our boy Kevin Owens who, want to notate, came out in his old NXT gear. And even if you notice his music was his old NXT music, it sounds similar to what he has on the main roster, but it was his old NXT gear and his old entrance video from NXT. Right, right. Um, so, <laughs> try to play it. I don't hear anything. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, well. <laughs> Heard nothing. I was like, you're shaking your head. I'm like, is it playing? <laughs> wow. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm like really surprised. Interesting. Nothing, huh? No. No. Okay. Sorry. I was playing Kevin Owens theme song, but apparently oh, okay. y'all can't hear it. So apparently moving on and moving on. All right. Well, we get Chad Gable versus uh, Kevin Owens. Of course, Otis is out of ringside. Um, Owens again, like the NXT of old man, he looks aggressive. He's got his brawling style back. Um, Gable didn't look weak in this match, despite the no. fact that Owens was trying to get over himself. Uh, Owens, I mean, Gable does what he's supposed to do as a professional, get himself over while getting his opponent over. Right. Uh, the crowd, of course, is behind Owens because, again, we are in Canada. Right. Uh, Owens hits a super kick and a pop-up powerbomb for the win. So. And again, a great effing match. Oh, yeah. Great match. And like you said, uh, the whole Kevin Owens, the way he's he's – being no jokes no and and even if there are little jokes he does it in a way where it doesn't take away from the aggressiveness of it now i'm not saying that 
specifically for this match because I don't think there was any kind of joking going on in the match. Yeah. But I think he cut a promo. I don't know if it was last week or what, where he did say something kind of funny, but the way he sold it wasn't humorous or silly. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I, this is what made me fall in love with Kevin Owens in the first place. The Kevin Owens that I saw in NXT, I just, I loved it. It was the aggressiveness of him. The fact that he does not look like your typical WWE superstar, right? Kind of looks right. like a, like a normal regular guy, but this guy kicks ass. I, I'm, I love it. I love this version of Kevin Owens and I'm glad he's back. And and yeah. it was a great match. And big props to Chad Gable too. He 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 was phenomenal uh, as well in this match. Definitely. Great match. Well, great match. yeah. Well, just like you said, there it it wasn't um, it wasn't the funny Kevin Owens. But I mean, Bill Demott's gone, so you're not gonna see anything humorous. But um bump. But um bump. After the match, Owens is celebrating the, uh, in the ring, but gets blindsided by Otis. Oh, yeah, Owens is okay. Yeah. Owens uh, sidesteps Otis and sends him into the ring post. Um, Owens to the outside to try and take out Gable with the apron powerbomb, but Otis clotheslines him and throws him back in the ring. Right. As Otis is coming in, Owens hits a stunner on him and powerbombs Gable onto Otis. So. Great match. Great afterwards. Uh, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, very good match. Then we get the Judgment Day backstage, and uh, Rhea Ripley says that they run raw. I want her to run raw. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor says that Ripley has been dominating Dominic Baylor, Baylor. You keep saying, saying Baylor. Baylor. That's his new name, Finn Baylor. <laughs> um, Baylor says Ripley has been dominating Dominic, and thinks that uh, Dominic kind of likes it. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> um, as for his father, he says that uh, he has him in his pocket and that he is his six-one mind. <laughs> That was so cheesy. And, was and, let's so not, cheesy. and let's not forget when he said he had Ray in his pocket, the camera zooms in on, on his pocket. pocket. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, of course, Damien Priest says that that leaves one last legend, and that's Edge. Mm-hmm. And he says that his family has a ticket to see him get finished once and for all. Again, going back to earlier when I mentioned in the night when Balor haha, talked about the veterans in the business. Okay, yep. it's key. They keep referencing that. Yep. So as I mentioned common earlier, theme. common theme. Yep. As I mentioned earlier, they announced that they're going to get a second chance fatal four way on SmackDown uh, from the previously eliminated teams, and it was Gigi Dolan is injured. Right. So, so you're right. So we get Aaliyah versus Bailey, looking thick as ever. Um, even my wife, we're watching SmackDown tonight. She goes. Bailey got a little thick. <laughs> like, yeah, she did. <laughs> and I, I me, mean, I'm like. Really? I didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dear. That's the first time I've noticed that. Way to point that out. Um, now, I was wondering why Ali was on Raw until I, I read that she's actually from Canada. She's from Toronto. She is. I, I so saw that, too. That makes sense. Uh, this is Bailey's first televised match since June 25th, 2021. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been over well over a year. Uh, they lock up Rise to Bell Rings. Bailey knocks down Aaliyah and, of course, mocks her. Aaliyah gets a quick two count and uh, she avoids a clothesline a la the Trish Stratus backbin. Yes. So that was that was nice. And also hits the Stratus faction off the ropes. Saw that too. On the outside. On the outside, yeah. Uh, I have another note here. Bailey looking thick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bailey looks as though she hasn't missed a step. She doesn't look like she has any kind of ring rust on her. So, right. you know, she's a professional. 
Uh, Aaliyah with a strong comeback and helped showcase that she, along with Raquel Rodriguez, are legitimate threat in this tournament coming up. You know, they, they, he's making them look strong, basically. Good. Bailey ends up paying a monkey flip and hits a rose plant for the win. So the winner is Bailey. Um, Yo, that one, rose plant is vicious looking. It is. The one thing I want to take away from this, not not just from the match itself, was a great match. Aaliyah can work, and we know Bailey can work. But the fact that they allow this match to go on with no interference from Dakota or from EO. Yes, that was good. You know, that was good. they did come on the ramp afterwards to celebrate with Bailey, but there was no interference in the match, which is what I enjoyed. Yes, for sure. You know? for sure. So um, in the back, we have the United States champion, Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles walking backstage, and we see Adam Pierce and some personnel putting out a fire. And then, of course, we see Chompa and Miz going to the ring also. Right. So the next match we have is Chompa and the Miz versus Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. Styles and Champa started off. Um, match is going on. All of a sudden, someone from the crowd grabs Styles by the hair as the security pulls him away and stops him. Um, but this isn't Dexter Loomis. Okay? It's actually a, a local town named Rajan Hustler. Mm. Yeah, from uh, Battle Arts Academy in Canada. Okay. So I, I do my research. Yeah, apparently. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Muse, uh, Muse, <laughs> Miz uses, <laughs> Miz uses the distraction. There are mooses in uh, Canada. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting to see the Mountie. Um, Miz uses the distraction to hit Styles with a big boot. Uh, but then we get Dexter Loomis from the other side of the barricade, puts Miz in a sleeper hold and drags him through the crowd before leaving the arena with him. Yeah. And the ref calls for the bell to a no contest. And, of course, Lashley and Styles look confused as hell. Way to sell. Keep the storyline going. Um, and Lashley ends up giving a spear to Ciampa, followed by a phenomenal, phenomenal forearm from Styles. So uh, I do want to also say, on a note to this, Dexter Loomis appeared the next night on uh, NXT and reunited briefly with um, Indy Hartwell, his kayfabe wife on NXT. Right. Uh, Loomis ended up getting arrested, but not before hanging a goodbye letter to Hartwell that said, goodbye, Indy, for now. I love you forever. So I'm thinking that Indy Hartwell is going to be called up here pretty soon. So since we're talking about this, one thing I'm loving about this storyline is I have no freaking clue where it's going. Exactly, right? You don't know what's going on. Like We thought he was going after, after Styles to begin with. Right, right. And 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 that's the thing. Again, storytelling, right? We've been talking about it like crazy. But this is one of those where holy crap, you have to tune in next week because you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know where this is going at all. Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely want to see what happens. Um, I'm I'm de- I'm definitely sold on this, whatever this is. Yeah. I, sure. I am as well. I'm very I'm very intrigued. Yes. So so far, Raw has been a good a good night. Yes. Now we already I had already mentioned before that Triple H apparently is trying to make an effort to make the third hour more captivating to keep the, the viewer engaged because they've already gone through two hours. We right. need to keep them in there for the last hour. Right. Monday night, top of the hour, nine o'clock hour. He definitely kept me engaged. Yes. Same because here. top of the third hour, we hear the music and this my I have to say was a legit surprise. I saw Very nowhere so. on the dirt sheets. I saw no rumors, nothing about this at all. WWE kept a secret from everybody, and we get the return of Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. Yep, yep. 
It was awesome. I love Gargano it. coming out to a huge uh, Johnny Wrestling chant from the crowd. Uh, Gargano says, surprise, everybody. <laughs> you know, because it was definitely a surprise. Legit surprise. Legit surprise. He says it's been nine months since he's been in a wrestling ring. And he thanks the crowd for reminding him who he is. He said he was kind of a big deal in NXT. And he goes off to list the, the championships that he's had in NXT. Um, and that there's been a lot of questions about where and when he would show up again, you know, because there was always rumors between him going to uh, AEW. Right. Was he coming back to WWE? Blah, blah. Um, then he remembered as he was doing some baby wrestling for a six-month-old son. And, of course, the baby wrestling chant turns yeah. up. Uh, why he got into this business. And he says that he wanted to be the Intercontinental Champion. You know, he wanted to be the United States Champion. He wanted to be the WWE E champion and he said that he dreamed of wrestling at wrestlemania and he asked what type of father would he be if he didn't teach his son that even the biggest most impossible dreams can come true and he says johnny wrestling is back and i love the fact that he indicates johnny wrestling yes yes you know beautiful um a town down music hits and we get theory uh out with um who's your daddy chant from the crowd yeah yeah <laughs> And, um, and for those that don't know, Theory and Gargano have some history. They do have some history. Theory said that a lot has changed uh, and lists off his accolades, you know, that he's accomplished since coming up to the main roster. And he says all the things that Gargano dreamed of, he's already done. You know, he's already surpassed them in regards to his accomplishments. And he admits that in NXT, Gargano took him under his wing and helped guide him through NXT. But now it just seems that Gargano's coming in as a rookie. And Theory says that, you know what, I can I can show you the way. I can show you how it's done around here. And uh, asked for him to do a high five for old, fi old, old time's sake. Because back in NXT, like you said, they have history. And that was one right. of their things. So Gargano looks ready to give him the high five. But instead, gives him a super kick to the crowd's uh, ovation, you know. Yeah. And uh, he stands over his former protege and high fives himself. Yep. And now we got the beginnings of a great story. And I know that I busted open, yeah, busted open mentioned this, and I noticed it too. That Johnny Gargano is really tiny. <laughs> he is, he is. You know, um, but he again, is. that I, we can't take away because some of these tall wrestlers look good, but they can't do anything. Right. We right. heard Alex Arsenal talk about that earlier this uh, when we talked to him. You know, oh, giving the sneak peek. Giving yeah, give a sneak peek, but he didn't mention that too. Yeah, he did. So. He did. Um. So he's already let the cat out of the bag, y'all. But yeah, Alex Arsenal interview coming up yeah, next week. So coming up next just, week. Yeah, my apologies. That's okay. That's okay. I couldn't do the Johnny Gargano. Keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get Damian Priest versus Edge. Main event of the night. All right. Uh, Priest looks badass with his entrance. He I have to say, with he the does. whole Undertaker style gear that he comes to the ring right, with. Right. Right. Um, and of course, Edge comes out to a huge pop because he is in his hometown in Toronto. Wearing the, the Canadian white, if you notice Canadian that. White. White yeah, and red. Canadian white. And I also like the fact that there was a contrast between Priest, who was wearing the black and purple, ah, yes. versus Edge, who was wearing the white. Very reminiscent of WrestleMania 25 when yes. it was The Undertaker versus Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Very, very good point. Very yeah, good point. I, I didn't notice that. I liked him. Huge match. Uh, That's why you listen to the show, y'all. You don't get shit like this anywhere else, all right? Exactly. That's why we're the best. That's why we're the best. We Go know ahead, our history. We Thank know. You. What's Thank going you. On. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. 
Uh, this is a good match. They even brought in Little Nate, Charles Robinson they from did. SmackDown. They did. Who lost the shoe? <laughs> <laughs> he did. You're like, is that a shoe? Is I that was a like, shoe in the ring? <laughs> that was Little Nate's shoe. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Edge is uh, with Beth. Uh, Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix, is at ringside, of course, looking beautiful as always. Uh, great back and forth match. Yes. I have to say, very good match. Edge looks as good as he ever has. And I'm I'm sure you saw the Amy biography on him. I did. I did. Yeah. Great biography. Um, great biography. I'm excited about this weekend, by the way, because it's Rey Mysterio. Oh, dude, don't even get me. <clears throat> and then and then I bet you anything. I don't. Th- I don't know if I've seen the advertisement, but I've noticed the theme. I wouldn't doubt it if the rivalry episode afterwards is it the is. Ray. It's Ray and Eddie, right? It, it's Ray oh, and Eddie, dude. yes, sir. Um, but Ledge looks rasa. good. Rasa. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Uh, Edge hits a splash on the outside from the top turnbuckle onto Priest. That was sick. That was. Uh, before the commercial, though, we get Edge power bombing Priest on the barricade and yes. looked like he straight up folded him in half. Yes, yes. It was sick. Edge, I mean, I, I know you're going to say more, but I got to say, Edge impressed me in this match. Definitely. Oh, my God. I've seen, I saw him do moves I've never seen him do. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Priest with an unprettier attempt, a la Christian. Nice little throw there. I like the fact that they're referencing, like, I mean, they didn't yes. say Christian's name specifically on commentating, but they said, which Edge knows a lot about. You right, know? right. Um, Edge sets up for a sharpshooter, because, of course, they are in Canada, and they have to get the Bret Hart pop on there. Of course. Um, but Priest knocks him into the ref, and that's where Charles Robinson loses his shoe. Um <laughs> uh, Priest ends up hitting south of heaven and grabs a steel chair for a concerto attempt, but Edge avoids it and sweeps Priest down on the chair. Like, he pulls him out of the ring and it falls on his chair. Right. Um, then uh, Edge breaks the support bar off the chair and pulls back on Priest with it in his mouth, which to me always looks sick when he does it when someone does. does that. It does. It's like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edge goes for a spear, but Priest nails Edge with the pole. Uh, Priest with a two count, and then Priest with another crucifix attempt, but Edge counters into a Canadian destroyer, followed by Spear for the pin. So, winner of this match, Edge, as it should be, because he is in his hometown. Right. Never, ever have I seen Edge do a Canadian destroyer. Ever. Never. Ever. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Do you know who invented that move? A Canadian? Yeah. Do you know who? Uh, Dynamite Kid? His name was Petey Williams. Mm. He was really big in uh, back in the day in TNA before it became Impact and everything. There was a faction back then. It had Petey Williams, Eric Young, uh, and I want to say, oh man, I can't remember who the other one was. There was another one, but I do remember it was Petey Williams and Eric Young in that faction. Uh, yeah. And and Petey Williams was known for the Canadian Destroyer. Nice. Little history for you there. What I say. Nice. That's why you listen to the show, right? I'm That's saying. Why. And the most surprising Canadian destroyer I've ever seen is the one that Bad Bunny gave. Oh, I know. John Morrison. I know. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, go ahead. I know there was some more. Let yeah. So Edge takes the win. Uh, Edge sets a priest for a concerto, but reappears and low blows him. Mm. Or gives him the low blow. I don't want to say low blows him. <laughs> gives him a low blow. <laughs> I don't want her to low and blow me. Beth, just let it happen. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Sitting there watching, go ahead. <laughs> um, Balor hits a rated cru- R superstar. <laughs> oh, damn. Live sex show again. 
in the ring. <laughs> uh, Balor with the coup de grace, and they set Edge up for the concerto. But Beth Phoenix grabs the chair and gets in the ring, slamming the chair on the mat and threatening uh, Judgment Day. Basically, yeah. Ripley looks intense. She looks like she looks a combination of scared, but like I want a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, get in Balor line, Ripley get in line. Yeah, Balor <laughs> Balor ends up pulling her back, and the Judgment Day backs off as the show ends. Okay. Good match, very good raw. Definitely yes. better than the crap we saw on Wednesday night with Dynamite. Yes. yes. Um, couple of notes I have here though. One, I kind of would like to see Dominic come out and kind of like help, like he's gonna come and help save Edge, but then turns on Edge. Yes. That I would have loved to see that happen. Yeah. You know, and we would have gotten that heel turn finally. Right. Um, and of course, what better way to get a good heat than in a hometown? With your hometown hero in the ring exactly you know exactly. it would have made sense um <clears throat> apparently we're going to get a match at clash of the castle between judgment day and then edge ray and beth phoenix that apparently is the match on, uh, on the card right now interesting so interesting. um now i don't know if you saw this but after the cameras went off the air edge ends up giving a um kind of an emotional promo in the ring where he basically said next august i plan on seeing each and every one of you and in a perfect world, we'll all say goodbye to each other that night. Said, hey, that's okay, man. This is a place for me to do it. I mean this when I say it. I love you all. So this kind of foreshadows that he's potentially going to retire next year on his terms this time. Yeah, yeah. And and as he should. It, if that's how he wants to go out, hey, he should. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he has nothing left to prove to no, anybody you know not at all uh he's he's gotten a great storyline going right now i think yeah I, I think he should if that's how he wants to go more power to him yeah and again uh i want to go back to what i was talking about earlier where during this last match there was a lot of uh comments on the commentating team regarding the term veteran right you right. know they're even referencing when he was in the ring with gargano so i really think that triple h is really trying to respect the old while embracing the new Indeed. direction that they're going in. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, yeah. Cerebral assassin, man, he, he, he's definitely the right man for the job. Uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, I read an article, an interview. I think it was uh, Roman Reigns was commenting on Triple H taking the reins after you know, Vince basically, and 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 I didn't stop to think about this, but the pressure that Triple H must feel because, you know, it's one thing to to come into the WWE and you know, let's say the Attitude Era, for example, or right before, no, no, not not the Attitude Era, the New Generation Era, right when you had yeah. Sean and all that. Okay, to have these guys come in and fill the shoes of a Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah, I mean, there's pressure there, but dude. You're going in and filling the shoes of a Vince McMahon who has yeah. been at the top of the game for, what, 50-plus years, right? There has to be some pressure there. But, bro, he is knocking it out of the park right now. And, and I get it. If you listen to Busted Open, they did talk about the honeymoon period. I get it. Yeah, yeah this is probably the honeymoon period. We're getting a lot of what we've, what we've been wanting. And, of course, mm -hmm. we're loving Triple H for it. The 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 end game or the long run is when we're really gonna see what's what's really going on. But right. I'm optimistic about it because 
Triple H knows what's up. Let's be honest, dude. DX is running the show right now. Literally. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, Road Dog just got offered a position. You saw that. He's a so, head of uh, live events. Right. Which basically comes down to SmackDown and Raw anyway because exactly. those are live events. <laughs> exactly. So you got Road Dog, Sean, Triple H, all DX members. Bro, it's it's insane. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and then really, I mean, you could put Xbox in there too because he can give a lot to the the smaller talent. Yes, because that's yes. that's that's what he was. He was a smaller yes. talent in a big dog's world. Yes, and and you know what? Just just wait. It might happen. It yeah. very well could happen. So I don't know. We'll wait and see. Hey, listen, we need to take a quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna dive right into SmackDown right after this uh, message from our sponsors. So keep it right here. We'll be right back. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. Ladies and gentlemen, last segment of the night. This is always the longest show, but it's a, it's it's one of the best ones we do because we recap everything. We give you our input on everything that we've seen: the good, the bad, the ugly, the really ugly for this Wednesday, uh, this past fail. Wednesday. <laughs> um, you know, we we give you our opinions, and you get you even get a little wrestling history, right? I mean, come on, what other podcast is going to do that? You know. Yeah. We're, we're the you best. Know, I have to say, because you said welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Do you feel that we should be inclusive and include other genders? <laughs> what do you mean? And then, like the the small midget wrestlers. Oh, oh, you're talking about the interviews and stuff. No, no, no. I'm just talking about just in general. Like you said, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So we should include yeah. the other genders. What other genders? The midgets. Oh, the midgets. Is it midgets derogatory? No, they say it on Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they say that. Munchkins. They say Munchkins. Never mind. I think, oh, okay, I think now it's derogatory, or I mean, I don't care, but I'm just saying the little people, the little people. Yeah, the horn swaggles of the world, mm. and the Ray Mysterios, and the Ray Mysterios. Yeah, <laughs> Ray Mysterios, and the, the, and the Jardy Garganos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the and the Drew Dreads and Corvus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, you can get a super kick for that one. <laughs> I love you guys, really. I do. I do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Come on, man. They're short. <laughs> like they don't know they're short? Really? I'm not Come saying, on. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they couldn't kick my ass. I'm just saying they're short. You know? 
if we were to get in a fight, I legit have broken kneecaps. That's all they're I'm saying. Ver they're vertically challenged, sir. <laughs> you know, instead of punching my face, they probably punch me in the belly. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't mind my co-host. He's uh, He's been drinking tonight. <laughs> so what? <laughs> oh, bust my God. Cap. <laughs> anyway. They're, sh they're short enough to bust your kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Smackdown time, oh. baby. <laughs> uh, Smackdown time, yes. Um, now, uh, just to notate, WWE film tonight's show as well as next week's show tonight because they're going to be in uh, Wells next weekend. Oh, that's right. That's Castle. right, because they're going to be out of the country. I got it. Exactly. So uh, Ricochet comes out. We're not face... giving spoilers, though. Yeah, I don't even know what they are yet. Um, Ricochet comes out to face Happy Corbin, and a Corbin attacks Ricochet right out of the gate. Uh, a lot of bum-ass Corbin chants from the crowd. Uh, back from commercial, uh, we see Corbin slam Ricochet onto the announce table. Uh, Corbin's just flinging Ricochet around at this point. And, of course, Ricochet doing what he does best and selling everything. You know, Ricochet with a couple of super kicks and a shooting star press for the win. So, and unlike Brock Lesnar, he hit the shooting star press. <laughs> right. You know, so the winner of this match is Ricochet. After the match, McAfee uh, is mocking Corbin, who's down in the corner uh, via drawing on the screen like a, a Madden-style analysis on the screen. <laughs> right, right. So uh, we get the Street Profits in the back, and they run into Hit Bro. Mm. Uh, and they start talking about uh, wanting the smoke and the money, 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 money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get a video package, and this is one of two. We get the first video package on Drew McIntyre showing his upbringing and his early career on the indies and in FCW. It's almost like a mini A&E biography. Interesting. Yeah. Then we get a, immediately a Scarlet and Karen Cross vignette again. Um, I don't even call it a vignette because like their music and the video on the Titantron changed to them. But then they're like up in the stands or the rafters. And of course, it's black and white still. Um, and of course, he's focusing again on Drew McIntyre. And he says, tells Drew to enjoy this moment because at any time he can put his hand through the back of his head and take it all away. Interesting. And then so, just says, TikTok. So at this point, they're pretty much trying to basically take our attention away <laughs> from what happened at the very beginning. When he looked at Roman and said TikTok. Right. And making it more him going after Drew. Right. So, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's still interesting. It's not what I personally want to see mm -hmm. because I want to see Roman. I don't know. I'm still I'm I'm still one of those that doesn't think that Drew's gonna take it. Okay. At at the pay-per-view. Granted, all the stars seem to line up saying that it will happen right. because of the whole where it's at and everything else, which I get. But I'm st I, I still don't buy it. Um, at this point, I, I'm I'm more interested in seeing a carrying cross and Roman Reigns. Right. But but don't get me wrong. I, I'm in total agreement with what you said last week, where uh, Drew should get it because let's be honest, he carried the company on his back during COVID. Mm -hmm. and was a champion in front of no no fans right you know what i mean so if anything he deserves it and 
I will be the first one to shout and scream if he gets it because, again, he deserves it. I just don't buy it yet. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm saying. We're going to see how it plays out. And he's not short. No, he's not short. <laughs> he's not short at all. Um, the next uh, matchup is a last chance fatal four-way tag match for a spot back in the women's tag team tournament between Shotzi and Zia Lee versus Natalia and Sonya Deville versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop versus Tamina and Dana Brooke. And for some reason, Michael, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you laughing. I'm so, okay. You know how we do on this, on this podcast. I mean, we just go, right? I don't right. mean to interrupt interrupt what you're saying. I got, a, I got a text. I just wanted to see who it was. You met my cousin Rudy at the wrestling show in Uvalde. Right. So you know he's he's a sassy mf'er. You know that. Yeah. Okay. So he he works he works at a he works at a hospital, and uh, at the hospital, you know he he's basically the guy. You know how you go into the hospital and there's the guy at the desk. Yeah. That's what he does. Okay. Okay. But the thing is, is that he's he's a sassy mf'er wherever he goes. And I'm so, sorry, but I can I can see walking in and seeing there. Yeah. And going up to him, and he's like, "What's wrong with you, fucker?" Yeah. <laughs> or what's wrong with you, bitch? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, so every now and then he'll send me texts and stuff where he's had a, a, a funny conversation. So I, I got to read this. Rudy, you're probably listening. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. So the nurse says, uh, Rudy, what's the patient here for? And Rudy says, he fell. He said, Dios, la madre, el baboso. <laughs> the nurse says, God, these people. And then Rudy says, para que veas, pinche gente mendiga. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why oh, I was laughing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Well, but let's continue. <laughs> talk about having empathy. Oh my god! <laughs> He's the perfect man for the job. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> you fell. Who taught you how to walk, pendejo? <laughs> Cabron. Um. All right, so we get the Fatal 4-Way tag match, and apparently Michael Cole has to explain the rules of a Fatal 4-Way tag match, Ah, which I never, ever heard them explain the rules. Anyway, uh, Tamina starts off with a super kick, knocking Natalia off the apron. Then Dana and Nikki, uh, um, then the match goes on. This is kind of a short match. It was probably about three minutes, to be honest, three, four minutes. It wasn't right. long. Um, Dana and Nikki A.S.H., are on the turnbuckle, on the top of the turnbuckle, and Sonya Deville's outside gets a blind tag on uh, on him. Dana Brooke hits a superplex from the top turnbuckle onto Nikki, mm. or Nikki, to the outside of the ring, oh, onto wow. all the ladies out there. Wow. Yeah. Sonya ends up throwing Nikki ASH back in the ring and gets the pin. So the winners who will face uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah later in the night are Sonya Deville and Natalia. Okay. So, like I said, this was a, a short match, so I ex- would expect that the match later on the night is going to go a little longer. Right. Now we get a replay of the Fatal Five-Way that occurred last week for the Intercontinental Championship number one contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes come to the ring uh, before the commercial. Um, and then we get... And here's why I, I kind of have a problem with it, because like they do the replay... Sheamus comes to the ring. Right. When they come back from commercial, 
they start showing a video package with Shayna ba uh, Baszler and her aggressiveness and everything that happened with her and Liv Morgan before they go to the ring with Sheamus and the Brutes. Interesting. Weird, yeah. Uh, Sheamus talks about his match at Clash of the Castle for the IC title. Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser interrupt him. Kaiser. Kaiser, whatever. Kaiser starts speaking, uh, but Sheamus says that, you know what, no one understands him anyway, so just shut up. Okay. Ludwig reminds me, you ever seen the movie The Pest? Yes, I love John Leguizamo. Yeah. And that, that, that German son of his. My God, look at the size of the snake. That's what he <laughs> reminds me of. Okay. That's funny. I yeah. never thought about that until you said that. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. So do I. So, do I. <laughs> um, so he speaks directly to Gunther about all the stars that he's beaten, including name dropping the King of Kings himself, Triple H. Mm. Um, I kind of felt like I was watching you ever seen the movie Gang Gangs of New York. I've never seen it, but I, I know what you're talking about. That's kind of what I saw that I was watching with the, the accents and everything. Right. Uh, but he promises that he's going to drag the title off of Gunther's body. Mm. And Gunther says he's going to break Sheamus. Uh, at this point, uh, go away. Uh, at this point, Butch attacks Ludwig as Sheamus and Gunther are just standing in the ring, staring at each other while they're fighting around him. Okay. Interesting. They don't move. They don't move. They just stay staring at each other. It's just great. Okay. Yeah. Eventually they back up and then segment over. Hmm. Then we see Sonia and Natalia uh, being interviewed in the back. But in the background, the way they, the cameraman was angled, you see in the background Nikki and Dewdrop arguing with each other. So something going on there. For sure. For sure. Uh, then we see a video package. Oh, no, hold on, sorry. No, Bailey, and again, this bothered me too. Bailey and the other birds of prey are out to the ring. They go out to the ring, but then they go to a video package showing what happened last week between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns to end uh, SmackDown. Uh, then they get Sammy, who's in the back again, knocking on fucking Roman's door. <laughs> <laughs> And the Usos answer them. They're like, hey, what's up, Sammy? What's going on? You know? And um, Sammy says, nice you know, I was, I, they're, they're kind of nice to him. Jay's still okay. a little bit uh, okay. sketchy. But Sammy's like, I just thought maybe Roman would want to see me. And they don't show Roman, but you can hear him in the room. He's like, who's that? Right. And they're like, it's Sammy. And he's like, don't come in. So tell Sammy, sit down. He goes, all right, I'll, I'll take a seat, you know? And uh, Roman me. said that uh, last week he lost. And he's like, well, you know, I, 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 I was there and I still helped you, you know. And he's like, but that's okay because sometimes bad things happen so that we can redeem ourselves. Right. You know, and he says that uh, he needs his help getting in Drew's head tonight. And Sammy, classic Sammy's like, that's what I do, Ooze. I get in the cell. I can get in people's heads, man. I get in their heads. I lay down a blanket and have myself a picnic. <laughs> he goes on this right, type, right. Um, And, um, the interaction with Roman is hilarious. It's just fucking hilarious. Just like last week. Yeah, and he says, I'm going to take care of it, right? So, again, this bothered me because Bailey and her crew came to the ring. We get a video package with Seamus and Roman. We get this segment in the back, and now we're back to the ring where Bailey, well, it's actually not in the ring. Bailey's on commentator sitting okay. right next to Michael Cole. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next match is the women's tag team tournament between Raquel and Aaliyah versus Natalia and Sonia, which is weird because 
The last match we had so far in the night was the previous women's tag match. There's been nothing in between except right. for video segments or interactions in the ring. Right. Um, but it was a it was a decent match. Went a little bit longer than the first match, and the winners are Raquel and Aaliyah. So they are going to advance. Really? And, yeah. So they're going to okay. advance okay. and face Bailey and her or our Dakota and Io on Monday in the finals. Then in the back, we have the maximum male models with a photo shoot before being interrupted by Humberto and his buddy. Oh, dear God. Yeah. His cousin, technically. Yeah, his cousins. Uh, then the New Day comes out. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Chug it, baby. Chug it. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Woods is in a wheelchair. From the injury. From the injury. Uh, Woods talks about the beatdown that they've gotten from the Viking Raiders, and he mentions about how he saw the funeral last week and how they burned a bunch of boxes of bootios. Yeah. Uh, and says, you know what? Maybe the new day is done. And before he continues, the Viking Raiders music hits and they come out and says that, you know, they're going to go ahead and take them down and get rid of them and finish off the the new day. So Woods is in his chair. They go to face Kofi Kingston, get ready to attack. Woods gets up. And reveals that he has two Kendo sticks. Oh. And he throws one to Kofi. Kofi almost misses it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently him and Sammy Guevara are on the same fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but then they end up being the Raiders out of the ring. And we go to the next segment. Cool. Then in the back, we see Hit Row and Maxim Mel Models with a small exchange in the back. Okay. I was eating a sandwich at that time. <laughs> um, then the Usos and Sammy are in the back stage area. Sammy asks, "Yo, why y'all coming at me with this negativity, Us?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and uh, Usos, you know, just like you know, you need to go out there and take care of business, okay? <laughs> right. Oh, that's hilarious. Then um, we go to the second half of the mini A and E biography on Drew, uh, showcasing his journey back to the top. Uh, so, again, I know you said earlier that you're not buying it yet, but the way that they're really putting Drew over right, right now, right? I'm kind of wondering if he is going to win a cash of the castle. Because they basically, <clears throat> they're building him up for it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, then they announced next week we're going to get the New Day versus the Viking Raiders in a Viking rules match, which apparently is basically an anything goes match. Except you wear horns on your head. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Um, and then uh, we get Drew McIntyre versus the honorary Oos Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami's out with some new music, like it's his. It comes out with the opening, oh, 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 mm-hmm. and then it goes just like a beat, like a like the beat drops, like a rap beat, <laughs> almost, almost. Wow. Yeah, it was okay. it was kind of interesting. Um, Drew's throwing Sammy around like a rag doll. Uh, Sammy goes after Drew's legs, takes him down. And taunts him with the bloodline finger in the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, but McIntyre gets, you know, ends up getting the back on top of, of it. Uh, before the commercial, we see a sunset flip uh, from uh, Sammy in the corner to Drew. Come back. And then, of course, uh, Sammy has the upper hand on this. Uh, Drew ends up hitting a couple of belly to belly suplexes, throwing Sammy across the ring. Then the Usas come out. But before they can get in the ring, McIntyre sees him and stops him. Uh, Sammy hits a blue thunder bomb for a two count. Then uh, a let's go Sammy chant from the crowd. Interesting. Yeah, mind you, they're in Detroit, Michigan. So it's not like they're in Canada. I was about to say they're they're not in Canada, right? No, 
Drew ends up paying a claymore for the win. After the match, uh, Roman attacks Drew uh, in the ring, and Drew throws him into the post. But the Usos come in uh, to attack uh, Drew, and Roman hits a spear. Then the Usos beat down Drew with a couple of chairs in the ring. They throw him over the announce table, and then they throw Drew into the barricade and hold him as Sammy hits him with a haluva kick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they beat him with the still steps (laughs) and throw him back in the ring. Hmm. Uh, Roman says the top of the mountain is his and he will never have it until he's done with it. And then he places a chair over him, over his, like his chest and his neck area. Right. And sits down while the rest of the bloodline, including Sammy, put their hands raised in the back. Oh my God. As the show wow. comes out the air. So it was very entertaining. But again, you look at the matches. We had the Ricochet uh, Corbin. We had the first SmackDown women's uh, tournament match. Then we had the second sack SmackDown Williams tournament match, and then we had this match. Right. Four matches. That's it. In a two-hour show, and it was pretty much video packages, in-ring segments, backstage segments, and that's it. Hmm. That's so, a little disappointing. Yeah. Like I said, it was an okay show. They definitely carried on story-wise. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of wrestling this time around. Right. Not like what they did on Raw. No. Not what they did on Raw. Um Sammy made it very highly highly entertaining yeah. with his exchange between the Usos and with Roman. Right. But that's kind of like the highlight that came out of this this night. You know, who knows what SmackDown's gonna look like next week when they film it tonight. Right. But seeing as uh as a if I was a spectator there and I was in the crowd and having to sit through four hours basically, almost five, right. I'd be kind of disappointed and tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh wow, that's that's really surprising, especially with the strength that raw's been showing mm-hmm. you know we were just talking about in the last segment how the wrestling matches have been top notch and that's and, taking anything on the matches the matches were good with the exception of the women's i feel like there could have been more right based right. off of the comparators in the ring right uh but the other singles matches were good so yeah no and i get that but it's like so what i'm saying is like on raw right now there seems to be a lot more of a focus on the wrestling yeah. And from what you're saying about SmackDown, because I didn't see it, but from what you're saying about SmackDown, the focus wasn't on the wrestling. The focus was about building up the pay-per-view, which I get, right? Because right? you, you do, you want to build it up, but it can be done with the action too. I yeah. mean, AEW does it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. Four matches in a two-hour time span, that's just... And that. if you really think about it, think about it right now, what storylines on SmackDown are there really besides the Drew and Roman with the Sammy in the middle? Um, and maybe the, what, Intercontinental, the Intercontinental, Intercontinental. and the Kofi, and yeah, and then that, and then um, and the other ones really haven't built, been built up like there hasn't been enough time to really build it up. No, like, so you like you don't really what, have like small, small storylines going on right now, right? Because like what's going on with the whole Shayna Baszler and uh, Liv thing is. And no mention of that at all during the night, except for the small video package wow. from last week. Wow. Yeah, that's that that surprises me. That really that really does surprise me. But eh, it is what it is. Like so, I know that there's really nothing going on with the women's raw women's championship, but at least Belair's kind of coming out every week, still playing a part in Right. She's facing teaming with Oscar and Bliss at the, at right. the so for sure, for sure. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Well, now that we've gotten through all of them, um, you got to choose who's who's the winner of the week. A fucking raw. Yeah. 
no doubt. Oh, Rod, Rod definitely came out on top this week for sure. You know, and if if they didn't have any WWE this week, I would probably would have said Rampage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even yeah. though I didn't watch it, it still sounded like a whole lot better show than Dynamite was. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the biggest letdown of the week, AW Dynamite. Tony Khan, you're a complete idiot. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Anymore, you gotta, and I'm the one that's been drinking. <laughs> Man, that was that was just that pisses me off. Even after three days later, I'm still pissed off about that show. I'm pissed obviously, off that obviously, like, like God. Geez. Oh man, well, like, there's a fucking John Moxley figure I'm about to take out and give him my dog to chew on. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> wow. Okay. Damn. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, before we call it a night, I just want to give everybody, uh, Chris, kayfabe. Chris already let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but want to go ahead and I really, I want to go go ahead and mention it again. Uh, next week uh, on our first show of the week, um, we haven't really discussed what we're going to talk about yet. Well, no, actually, we have, right? We we said we we're going to talk about uh, old school. What was it you said? Old school versus? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, old school promos versus new school promos. Yeah, old school promos versus new school promos. I think that's going to be a great topic. Um, we'll have some examples and whatnot. Uh, def- it, it, I mean, it's going to go back to storytelling, of course. Yeah. But uh, there's some classic promos, and there's some promos that have come out recently too. So we're going to just talk about those, and maybe even talk about some of our favorite ones over the over the years. But uh, what, what I'm really excited about is uh, we have we have Alex Arsenal, who's going to be on the show. We had the privilege and honor to uh, interview the and new. NLW heavyweight champion, uh, Alex Arsenal. And he was very gracious with his time, sat down with us and had a great discussion. Um, and, and there's a lot of great information. Uh, there was some stuff that really surprised me. Like, um, I'm not going to give it away right now, but I will say I was really surprised by finding out who his biggest influence was. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that really surprised me. Uh, great stuff, man. Great stuff. I got to tell you that the, the the interviews that we've been having with this independent talent have been top notch. And guys, if you're listening, which I know you are, I we can't thank you enough for taking time out of y'all's days because I know we know y'all are busy. Y'all are training. Y'all are, you know, honing your craft. Um, and to be able to take time out of y'all's busy schedule to sit down with a couple of just goof nuts who are fans and, and just talk about yourselves and your careers and, uh, we 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 greatly greatly appreciate it, and uh, we we just hope you're happy with the content that we release, um, and we just really appreciate the time. We really do. Yes, even Daniel Ryan, punk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's our friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, guys, you're gonna want to hear this show next week for sure. Uh, great interview with Alex Arsenal, and we're gonna have even more great interviews coming up. Um, I had a I had a, a short conversation, but he's already agreed to to talk with us, and that's the former Nate Nasty Nasty Nate. Ah, so he's gonna come on the show too. His name is now Nathaniel. Oh, what was the last name, bro? It was so cool. Ah, uh, Grace Grayson. That's what it was. Grayson Grayson. Nathaniel yeah. Grayson, but spelled G R E Y S I N. And I love his look now. Yes, it's awesome. Uh he's ready to come on and talk also. So that's going to be a good one, man. And, and, and if you're listening, I, I, there's a lot of guys I got to get back to that, that reached out to us on Facebook that said they'd be interested in talking. 
Um, so many great talents. We definitely want to bring them on the show for sure. And, and of course, some of your favorites that we've already had, we've already talked to. I, I spoke with uh, King Cobra Exotic back in Uvalde uh, this past weekend. Um, he's ready to come back on the show. And uh, they have another good, great event coming in October. You know, so lots of great uh, interviews that we will we will have coming up. Um, if you haven't heard it yet, please listen to the earlier episode we dropped this week where we got to talk with uh, the Diamond Cartel with, led by uh, the Kingpin himself, Mr. Kenny Cross. There you go, doing the sign of the diamond. And, of course, the Venice, <laughs> the Venice Beast, Zeke Rose as well. And it was a great, great conversation. Uh, you guys should check it out. It was really, really good. Uh, plus, we also recapped NLW from the weekend before. Which was a so good show. It was a very good show. Very good show. So great content. Listen, we highly recommend if you got some wrestling going on near you, go check it out. Go yeah. check it out. Uh, these guys put on one hell of a show. Um, if there's wrestling near you, you got to see it live, man. It, it just... There's nothing like it. There's yeah. nothing like it. Well, you know? We know that Zeke Rose will be wrestling in Austin today, Saturday. Yeah, he will and, be. And uh, Elijah and Corvus, I think, are wrestling in San Antonio at Rolling Oaks Mall. Rolling Oaks Mall. So there's some good good action going on just today. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I might go check that out. I just might yep. have to go check that out. I'll be in San Antonio, out. so we'll see if I can make it by there. But For sure, for sure. Anyway, guys, we thank you so much for tuning in this week. Appreciate all the love and support. Do us a huge favor and spread the word spread spread the mega powers pro wrestling gospel if you will let Ooh, people know spread it like gonorrhea people let them know we are here we are bringing the best in pro wrestling uh no other podcast can beat us i'm saying it now no other podcast can beat us i didn't know there were other podcasts out there so that's, I thought we were that's the right only one. we're the only one it's just us I, i'm just saying i think they're the only ones yeah don't need to go anywhere else we here we here we doing this now so uh, anyway, so thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please remember, always, if you want to contact us, we have our email address. You hear it at the end of the show every week. We put all the information out there. We love you guys. We thank you so much. And let's end it with this. Tony Khan, you're a moron. You're a fucking piece of shit. That's what you are, Tony <laughs> Khan, okay? I'm still going to watch your pride. Don't Don't get me wrong, okay? All right, but it's going to be like my mama said. You eat what you get. You don't throw a fit, okay? <laughs> and on that note, happened. and on that note, goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Mega Power Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.